0: Peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly public relations podcast, Wag the Dog FM. In this week's edition, I'll talk with Sarah Hall. And Sarah, uh, a public relations professional in the UK, has um, edited and curated a new book called Future Proof, the largest conversation around the future of PR to date. And it's a curation of different stories by different thought leaders in our industry. A really interesting Uh, stuff in there about our profession, the future of our profession, things that we need to look for, things that we need to work together on. So really great stuff in that book. It's free for download, so uh, make sure that you check out notes at the end of the show on uh, the website. And um, so I'll have a 20-minute discussion here with Sarah, how the book came about, but also about the topics, the different chapters uh, written by thought leaders in the industry. So really interesting discussion for the next 20-25 uh, minutes. Enjoy! Hi Sarah, welcome to this edition of uh, Wag the Dog FM. Good
1: morning, thanks for having me.
0: Sarah, we're here on the show um, to talk about a book that just came out, uh, Future Proof, uh, where you and a lot of other people look at the future of the public relations profession. Now, the first question I want to ask you is, is why? Did we need a book?
1: Yeah, so why do we need a book? It's a, it's a great question. So there was me and there was actually 34 other authors within this. And, um, what happened was I've always worked in an agency background and I've learned a lot from the different businesses I've worked within and also through my own CPD. And I was thinking because I get asked a lot about how I've done it and how I've got to where I am and actually about the business model that I've got because I've got um, uh, well, I call them um, free-range practitioners because we all work from home. Um, it's a very agile model. And I thought, you know what, this isn't actually... I can't find this anywhere in one book. You can find different topics and different ones, but it's never been combined. Now, I looked at it and thought, well, I can't do this justice on my own. I can't do each topic justice. And I saw Stephen Waddington's PR Stack Initiative, which was obviously community-driven, and I thought, actually, as a concept, that's fantastic. And... um Spoke to Stephen. He looked at the kind of book spec that I pulled together. Said, "Yeah, throw it out and see what appetite there is." And um, it just was incredible. And the book took a life of its own. And actually, I didn't expect it to have to be received quite as enthusiastically as it has. So obviously, there was definitely a need out there.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, when when you look at it, I'll, I just went through it, and of course, it's it's really like a community of uh, of different uh, practitioners who then wrote different essays put them together and it's 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 really ranging on very interesting topics i've i just scrolled through a couple of them uh i found the communicating with conscience before and a very interesting one because i did a an interview with inge wallage about this specific topic as well and yeah. i see it was with uh, professor Anne gregory my very first That's podcast interviewee oh ever. is
1: that right yeah ever yeah, yeah she keeps, keeps coming write, back um, on the radar <laughs> Do you um, know what's if really interesting about that? Yeah. yeah, what's interesting about that chapter is actually fundamentally for me that is a key um, purpose of the book to kind of talk about that. Um, why do we need a book? To go back to the first question, it, it, it echoes exactly what I'm saying. I think we all need to think about the purpose of um, PR and what we're here to do as practitioners. And both um, Anne and Dr. Uh, John White actually have two for me absolutely key topics, which is what are we here to do? What is our higher purpose? And actually, PR is not a threat. A lot of people talk about um, whether we're being threatened by other disciplines. No, we're not. Because actually, we are a management discipline and we have a very key role to play in organizational success. And I guess fundamentally, fundamentally, that's the crux of the book.
0: Yeah, because I say it's a very oppo- um, a positive book as well. Huh? The the the, um, the topic that you mentioned by uh, Dr. John Wise, the opportunity for public relations. So what, what, are, what are the... Well, probably when you went through the whole book and then... Uh, all that information. What do you see coming out? What is, are there any trends that you see, or maybe challenges or opportunities?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm glad um, that you say it's upbeat because for me. And um, that is really important because I don't think we celebrate, um, public relations enough. I think we talk a little about, a lot about the challenges that we face, but we don't talk about the opportunities. And I think there are certain key themes within this. And that is that there are, um, lots of opportunities that we perhaps need to reframe. Um, I definitely see this as a theme. Um, we reframe how we think about PR because actually as practitioners, when you start to look at it as a management discipline, it, colors things in a whole different light and it, you think okay we've got you there okay so you start to talk with your your employers and the business community in a whole different way and you have to look at your continuous professional de- development in a different way too and for me there are certain themes and there are some really practical steps and chapters within the book so if you talk about um, for example the move into page which I find sometimes practitioners are a little bit uncomfortable with mm-hmm. and when you read the chapter that Stella Bales has done it's a really compelling read in terms of why we have to do that and why it's just a very natural step forward for our profession
0: yeah and one of the things as well is that you you go into the there are are a couple of people who write also about the operational setup like you have a chapter on uh, you know a a time-based professional service or agency let's call it agency and then the internal comms department so how how can you run that how you create that and 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 run successfully so it is from those basic steps but also then we go much farther in crm we go into stakeholder management so all these things are covered in that book so do you see a lot of uh, new management practice then in the pr profession
1: um, I don't think there is a huge amount different at the moment. I think it's about going back and revisiting all the things that we've already learned or um, should be learning through our CPD. Um, Dr. John White, um, Heather Yaxley, and Gregory all cover um, some really key things within within their chapters, and I would urge people to look those out just to remind ourselves of of the role of PR, what it can be when it has a higher purpose. And I think that the rest of it all kind of falls into place because we, we do the kind of tactical stuff day in, day out. It's really about that strategic level of thinking. Um, and I think it, it just depends on where you are in your career about what you need to do. But reading this book will really help uh, define what you need to do to be moving into that kind of um, that management position, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, there are a couple of uh, topics that caught my interest, like developing a creative mov- uh, movement. I, I thought that was really uh, interesting to read, where where we look at you know how, how, how people get together and then create something, a whole movement. Sure. How can that fit into the PR work? Other stuff yeah, well. I, mean, I love
1: that. That's Simon and Richard yeah. uh, from Hill and Knowlton. That's really interesting in terms of, I guess it's kind of like that um, that kind of tribe's approach in terms of, It's about the practice of PR, doing that um, with your own people, isn't it? Influencing them, bringing them along with you on the journey. And they talk um, very passionately about that and how they've achieved that um, back in their organisation. And I think that's really interesting. And it's got a similar theme to Jack Hubbard's piece, which is um, further along on on people and how you build a motivated team and the benefits you get from that. And I think sometimes we forget that one of our most important audiences is the internal one. And um, they, they, they have really, really... Really very much defined ideas and purpose at, at their individual businesses, and you can see how well it's working for them. Because, uh, they invest in it, but actually, the the the, the benefits are multi uh, multi multi-fold. Multitude, yeah. whatever the word is. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and then, uh, I mean, it, it also covers more, uh, what I would say, may, maybe a, a bit like the, the personal uh, PR, professional uh, topics, surviving and thriving in PR. You know, how, how, how can we develop a more healthy and sustainable way of working, which is relevant for all of us? So it's it's both hard hard topics, operational topics, a bit more what I would call softer, but non-less important topics. So it's, it's a sure. pretty complete book at the end of the day, right?
1: Yeah, we tried very hard. I mean, when I first put it together, obviously there was a list. And like I said, I, I showed that, the, the initial concept in the book spec to Stephen Waddington, And he added a few chapters in. But what has been really great about this is that, you know, we've got our experience um, and we put the list together that we thought would resonate and had importance. But the community has been absolutely fantastic with this book. And um, it's really made it, like I say, um, much more wide ranging and um, more far reaching because as we did, uh, we shared the, the chapters and the different. Topics and we started to pencil people in. Um, each contributor said, "Actually, I know someone who would um, might be good for that because they're an absolute expert in that area." And then the others came back and said, "You know, you've got a gap here. What about that?" So literally, the community has has really contributed not just their time in terms of their own particular um, subject and, and chapter, but in terms of making it into the the really meaty, hopefully very helpful um, handbook that it's become
0: hmm And there is a community behind this book as well. It's still ongoing, right?
1: That's right. I mean, they're great. I mean, everybody's helping at the moment, obviously, promote the book. It's, it's only been out a couple of days. We've already had 800 downloads, which shows there really is interest in, in the content within. But we're still in discussions as well with the different membership bodies, um, for example, the PRCA and the CIPR, about Actually, um, where can we take this next? How do we spread the thinking? How do we distil this into something even more practical that that professionals can use in their day to day life, um, whether that's through training and development or in other ways? And um, so those discussions are ongoing, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, to, to really make that into something more concrete um, before the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing, uh, because, and that, that question pops up because uh, I, I just see Stephen said his name again and we discussed that, but uh, I want to ask you, how, from, from the, let me check, from the 33 contributors or at least thirty three chapters that I see. Yeah,
1: there's 35 uh, contributors, thirty okay. three chapters,
0: yeah. How many academics were in there?
1: Oh, that's a good question. We have, uh, I'm sure there's a good four or five. I mean, we've had a really good mix and I I felt that academic element was absolutely key because obviously it's about... Um, how we translate theory into practice they've done loads of research they know this the, this topic backwards and um you know in terms of learning from you know john actually john white's chapter is really good because it talks about when pr was first practiced mm-hmm. and it brings it through into the present day yeah. and what its role has been and for him it's always been a management discipline and he and he describes that really well and reminds us that actually that's what we need to strive for day in day out and i just think it's absolutely brilliant and that with the very um, practical um, advice that, that come from the practitioners, it's just such a nice mix and it keeps it really fresh throughout.
0: Yeah, and it is an important mix. I see Betteke van Ruhler here about uh, agile working as well, which is a topic I covered. Lovely. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a lovely uh, chapter
1: that's quite thought-provoking because one of the things that I I really find fascinating and a little bit frustrating is that certainly in the UK, the PR industry has not been very good at embracing agile working or flexible working. And and, and those two elements lend themselves beautifully to the the practice of of public relations. It's quite astounding. And if you take it and look at the challenges facing the industry, like you know the the fact that we lose um seniors talented women mid-career uh, at an astounding rate it doesn't make sense because actually that kind of agile stroke flexible working approach really helps keep those because mm-hmm. actually they can manage their work life balance much better and it doesn't even just apply to women it applies to all of us you know with 24 um, 7 media we need to have a different approach to, to how we work and to help people get that work life balance and to make it more than just somewhere you go to churn out what you need to do before you leave at the end of the day
0: yeah yeah no I think uh, agile working uh, Lean and all these topics—you uh, don't see it around. You say UK. I, I, the, uh, the interview I did with a with a PR agency here in, in Brussels, Finn PR, who really are applying agile working across the spectrum yeah. with ten people—they're the only one I know of—and uh, it's it's, yeah. it's definitely an interesting area to look at.
1: Astonishing, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense really because actually there are some really good principles yeah. uh, behind that way of working. And like I say, Ethica's um, chapter is, is great for that.
0: I see another topic here uh, by uh, Sarah Lienbrugge, um How to attract the right talent for your business and on to them. Uh, you know, maybe as a, as a follow up about uh, lean and and agile working, and then keeping your best people. What what do you yeah. see? What is what, what is the, the the main the main challenge here for re- attracting the right people and retaining as well the seniors who who tend to leave.
1: Yeah, I think this is a great chapter, actually, and I really like it because if you put it alongside some of the others, again, because the themes run through brilliantly and they're so complementary. So, for example, I find that uh, Sarah's chapter really useful, especially if you look at it against Stephen Waddington, which who talks about competency frameworks. Mm-hmm. One of the big issues that we have um, in PR, of course, is that, um, you know, the industry has changed so much so has the skill set how do you attract the right people how do you get for example coming back to what i've just said a uh, senior women who may have left the maternity leave how do you get them to come back and get them to stay how do you know that you're attracting the right people and actually service chapter sets out some really good ways that you can you know the processes that you can use um to achieve all those things and actually what actually matters and what best practices. and i i think that was really um, a key aim for me in terms of looking at that best practice because um, a team again with another of the issues that the sector faces which is this gender pay gap um, mm-hmm. I think that one of the issues there is that HR we do not as um, I'm going to speak very generally when we're not talking about the larger um, agencies or public sector but you get you have such a large number of SMEs in the UK for example and you will often find that the person who does HR is a PR person who has been assigned that role as the business has growing, you know, they don't necessarily have an HR person who is skilled in that area or bring in um, outside expertise. And I think you know that chapter A helps set out some good principles for those people to follow. But secondly, it just I think it underlines that potentially there is there's a skills gap there, and we should look at that because if we're not following um, proper grounded HR principles, there, that's possibly a strong reason for why there is a pay gap because we're just looking at CVs and saying do they yeah. look like they fit the job spec, and then we're just offering them a little bit more which which traditionally happens, and we have to face it that that is the case. But we need to make a big change there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. One one topic which also to me is a sign of the times uh, for the PR industry. There is a chapter written by Stella Bales about the value yeah. of paid media for the PR industry. There was a time <laughs> yeah. when you couldn't write this in a PR book because we were not, you know, paying for attention. We were creating. Great stories that got attention themselves. So, yeah. it, this no, is a uh, sign of the times, right?
1: It is. And actually, I love Stella's piece. And uh, it had to be Stella that wrote that because obviously she's got her own digital resolution book out, um which is really concise. Condensed, um, you know, um, book about exactly why we need to move into paid. And she's, you know, edited that beautifully for future proof. And I'm grateful for that. She writes it in a very compelling way about why we've got to stop being so nervous about moving into that area. It's a very, she, it's, it's a really persuasive article. She talks about how it's the natural next step. So if you're, um, creating this beautiful, very engaging content and you're putting it out across your employers or your or your clients' networks, the natural next step is to actually promote that content which would then get more natural shares so, you know, the campaign will grow organically. And um, she just writes it in a very simple fashion and it kind of makes you go, why on earth are yeah. we not doing this already? Yeah. And I think it, it's taken a little while for us to get there, but this this step change is very gradually starting to happen. And I do think, you know, if you read that and you're still thinking that's not for us, maybe you need to start thinking that a career in PR isn't for you because this is the way it's going. And if you want to avoid obsolescence, you know, she, she's literally signposting the way to success for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it is it is something that I've been discussing with colleagues in the PR field, and some people are going, yeah, but you know that's for another department. Well, if as long as we continue to think like that, it's not going to go yeah. the right, the right. Well, way. that's
1: where the challenge lies. You know, yeah. it's not the challenge is not about um, what other disciplines are doing. The challenge lies with the way PR practitioners think. We need to be more open to the different opportunities that present to themselves. We need to be more agile and responsive in our response in, in, in the way that we react. And we're not good at that. It's, it's astonishing that considering the pace at which we work for clients and our employers, you know, cause it's a, it's a fast moving industry. We are really laggards at changing yeah. ourselves and moving forward, but you know, bit by bit, it's, we're getting there. And actually it gives opportunity to the people who are a little bit more forward thinking. So that's got to be a good thing.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, more and more that you now, that we can now prove, I mean, there's a, a chapter on the value of PR and about reputation and, uh, and digital. I mean, we more and more we can effectively prove that we, you know, that we contribute to the bottom line. That we have this yeah. impact that we can do. We have this huge responsibility of communicating and being responsible for the reputation of an organization. Um, more and more, we'll we'll have to move into those areas and 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 really uh, move on and uh, and get those new skills uh, working for us, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's two great chapters in there that both talk about how we report to the C-suite. And again, I mean, I keep coming back to it, but the more we frame PR as a management discipline, the more you start thinking about it in the organisation's terms rather than what tactical things we're doing. Because I do think we default to that. I think it's just accidental and it's happened over time. But actually, it means that you start to look at it and say, okay, if we're going to have to report to the C-suite and we want them to take us seriously, What do we have to do to to show that actually the outcomes of our campaigns are contributing to organizational success? And we start to forget about metrics. And that is so important. And I'm not saying that that the metrics don't have a part to play, they do, but actually... There's, there's much more at stake there and, and, and it's taking a much longer term view and um, yeah there were two great chapters that, that talk about that and they're also you know I do encourage people to, to look at the chapters because they're really nicely written each chapter is very concise and a lot of them are witty you know John Brown talks about you know the way he talks about how we should never try to um, put a monetary value to a tweet it, it will make you smile so it's mm-hmm. it's, it's fun as well as, as being you know informative or at least I, I hope other people find yeah. that as well because I show smile a lot of, all the way through the book, and I, I haven't tired yet of going through it and looking for to, to the different chapters that resonate with me. Mm.
0: Sarah, now you've done all that work for, for the book. These people came together, put their time in. Uh, the book is online, and of course we'll put all the, the relevant links in the show notes so that people can go after the book, read it, and uh, contribute sure. also to the, the community. But it, the, the word has fallen a couple of times, and I... Always considered that, but maybe because of the training I got and the school I went to, all the teachers I had, I do consider public relations as a management discipline. However,
1: um,
0: I don't think a lot of other people do.
1: No, but that's hopefully hopefully this book will help change that. I do think it's a problem. Um and um it's it's great. It's great though, because it means that we've got a lot to debate, we've got a lot to talk about. And actually the, the professional bodies because they've expressed interest in future proof will hopefully be able to use this and we can have a real influence. I just mm-hmm. think um reframing will really help us all and um but you know, like I said before, the appetite is there for it. It's astonishing me to think about it. I, um, I haven't got the, the final figure for the actual um, book sales, but certainly 800 downloads in, in just a couple of days shows that people want they want something to help them move forward. They want something to celebrate. And, and like you said before, and I'm glad you found it so, this is a course of celebration because it says, look at the opportunity because that's yeah. pretty much what it does. It maps out what we can do if we want to achieve it.
0: No, it definitely is a very positive book, and I think it answers through the, throughout the different chapters a lot of questions that I hear in in associations I'm part of, the the Belgian one, the European Association of Communication Directors as well. Um, no, definitely, it it does cover uh, all these topics, and it's it's a really positive document that uh, that that needs to be used. So, so what is the the next step for for the book or the community? What do you see happening in the next couple of weeks and, and months?
1: we're in discussions with um, the PRCA particularly to talk about actually how does this feed into policy um, how do we keep the community alive um, where do we take it next what's brilliant is that we've had quite a few people come forward with actually how how about this for a topic if you're going to do this again could I be involved and that is fantastic that's what we want to see in terms of this doesn't stop here by any means we have to continually um, have to continue um, horizon scanning we need to say okay um, what is the skill set that we need how do we provide that and that's being plugged and like I say the CIPR as well as the PRCA are, are in talk to us about let's bring this to life let's let's take a that step forward so fingers crossed and what I would say is anybody's interested in becoming part of the community or has ideas or just wants to feedback back um, what they thought about it whether it's good or bad or what the debate areas are that's really helpful to us because we know then what people are interested in and what gap we then need to plug and we'll just keep Keep doing that. Hopefully, going forward.
0: Yeah, and I I definitely recognise the questions that here in Europe on the continent and then further out uh, are always on the agenda of those conferences as well. So uh, definitely, it it does cover those important topics. So a great read. I would love.
1: I would love. Oh, thank you very much for that. And I was just going to add to that. I would love to have more people from. Obviously, we have got people from abroad in this one, but it would be great if we could push it a little bit more internationally and actually have other viewpoints and perspectives. Because I think the other thing is that we can learn here in the UK and vice versa. About what's happening in different industries. Now there will be issues that face us all that are, you know, the same collective ones. But equally, I'm sure that there will be different um, areas where you know, perhaps is, is one is more further forward than others, and we yeah. can learn from each other. So I would love to see that happen with the community in terms of that oh, become I'll, a little bit more global.
0: I'll definitely uh, cover the uh, the call to action in the in in the show notes, and uh, after this, I'll just send you already a couple of details of uh, organisations I know that or would be very interested in 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 getting, you know, the, uh, cooperating at least in the, in the thinking process and, uh, and and giving out uh, case studies that can be used in maybe a next uh, edition. Yeah, definitely.
1: That would be amazing. Thank you. Sarah, thank you for
0: your time. It was great to have you on the show, so uh, please keep listening afterwards as well.
1: <laughs> I will do. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I really op- appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about Future Proof, actually. So Thank you for that.
0: Good stuff. I hope you like this discussion with uh, Sarah. Uh, make sure that, again, that you go to www wagdedog.fm or uh, onlineprtraining.com because I had some issues with my Wag FM connection there. So make sure that you check both. Uh, But the links are in the podcast, of course. And um, I'll have the link there for the free download of uh, Sarah's book, Future Proof, and also a couple of other notes uh, on the show. So make sure that you check it out. If you liked this show, please go to iTunes, write a review on this show. It's really important to get those. And uh, until next week, do the right thing keep the peace